Well, we're here at the hangar, the home, the training base of Western United for this season, and it is a beautiful day for a beautiful occasion. We've spoken to so many different people at the club this season on the Green Room at so many different levels, but the one person who's eluded us all year, we finally get the chance to chat to, and it's my absolute pleasure to be joined by the man himself, head coach of Western United Football Club, John Aloisi, ahead of the finals campaign. John, an absolute pleasure to have you on today. It's been been a long time waiting yeah, for us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I don't know how I've eluded you because I never got asked. I don't think anyway. Well, but it's, it's, been, it's been the one question yeah. on, on every, every fan, every viewer of the yeah, program. Yeah. We're loving who we're speaking to, but we need John. We've finally got you. Okay, so that's, yeah, good. That's perfect. But uh, obviously we're on the eve of the start of the finals campaign for Western United this weekend. But we're going to do a, a little bit of a look at the actual regular season as well to begin with. And I think it's only right that we go right back to the start, even before a, a ball was kicked in competitive football. Obviously, new job for you coming off Western United, coming off the back of a 10th place finish, difficult morale. You were thrown into a difficult environment, but from there, we've you've been able to turn things around Highest points finish ever for Western United, highest finish ever, uh, most wins in a season, longest undefeated run. Back at that time though, right at the very start, did you think those were going to be the kind of accolades that you pulled together with this squad this season? Well, you don't think about what you can achieve, you just uh, you, you look at the squad, you look at what you need, uh, you look at the, the environment, uh, why were people so down, what was uh, the culture like within the club, and what were the positives, you know, from last season uh, and the season before? Because even though they lost eight in a row and it was a bad uh, finish and, and they had a, a, a bad season in total, that you, you have to look at, okay, so what, what kind of players and group have we got? And, and straight away I looked at some of the younger players and some of the, the, the talent that we have and, and, you know, what we can do, uh, what, what will be our strengths playing-wise and how we can, uh, you know, fix our sort of system to, to help the players. And then you start talking about uh, you know the, the the way that we want to be as a as a club and as a team and so it was there was a lot of things going on in my mind before I arrived because um, you want to make sure that you know as soon as you set foot into the club the players know where they stand and they, they you know so you set your uh, your behavioural guidelines you know your values of uh, of you know what we stand for as a club. Um, as a team and then your tactical guidelines and you just work with that every single day and um, and you just drive that every single day and that's what we've done from the start so you know with the support of everyone at the club it's uh, it's been a great journey and I've enjoyed uh, every moment of it. And throughout this season everyone we've spoken to the one consistent thread uh, of, of sort of praise that players have given is the standard of the culture in the dressing room, what a positive environment it's been to be around for new players coming in and for pre-existing players who experienced the atmosphere last year. As a as a manager, what's been the secret to, to cultivating an environment where people really are so positive and are, are going out of their way to, to praise uh, the working environment they've got to come to every week? As a player, I felt that I played and trained at my best when I enjoyed coming to training, enjoyed the environment and uh, and it starts from the top so if, if you know you coming in miserable or you coming in and being negative uh, then the players will be negative and so it's important uh, and I feel it's important that you come in yeah there'll be times that you need to 
um, you know, make sure that the players understand where they, they are at, you know, playing-wise or training-wise, but it's important that you're, you, you know, you're positive and showing them, you know, why this will work and how it does work and, uh, and praising them at the right times. And uh, so, you know, again, it was uh, very quickly that, you know, if someone did something uh, good in training, was praising why that was good for, not only as an individual, but as a team, as a collective. Um, you know, players that haven't been starting, you know, Ryan Scott is the, the biggest driver of that culture in the change room and, and showing the players why. Um, they see it, but showing that I see it, that the other coaches see it. Um, you know, he's the, f the first one collecting the drink bottles, you know, after a game and cleaning up and, you know, that, that, that means a lot, um, not only to myself, but to the club. So that's why um, I think that players really enjoy the environment because they know that it means a lot, not only to them, but also to us. And, uh, and I, I know that each player believes they're coming to training, not only to improve, um, you know, try and win, but also because they want to be around their teammates and that's that's special when you can create that that's really special and especially in an environment or in an a-league men's competition where things are so tight those small one percenters those intangibles like a, a great dressing room environment do make such a big difference and i, I imagine it's, it's a big part of why you guys have ended up where you are in the table obviously finishing the regular season in third place throughout that stretch though well, what are some of the best moments of the regular season that stick out to you both on and off the pitch? Uh, it's difficult to say what are the best moments. You know, off the pitch was just, you know, seeing the, the, the players, how they, uh, how they were wanting to listen and learn and, and you know, wanting to improve. And uh, that, that's, that's the most pleasing as a coach. When you've got players that are, are really buying into what you're trying to work on, um, you know, you can't ask for any more than that. The results can come and go, but you know, when players are really believing in what you're doing, that 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 will help. Um, and then, you know, there's so many moments that I'm being proud of them because we, we've had it tough, but they don't look for an excuse, and then then we don't look for excuses. You know, it, it's easy to say, oh, we you know we haven't had a home stadium and we had five different uh, you know stadiums that we played out of. It's easy to say that in the pre-season, you know, where we were training, the pitch wasn't at a good quality, you know, but that they didn't let that get in their way. Um, and you know, we went through tough periods with certain individuals being out, um, playing, players not being available, COVID situation. And I think the proudest moment I had was when we played against Melbourne Victory and we lost the game. But it was Boxing Day and we had so many players out and they had pretty much their full strength team. And, um, and we went down, you know, 2-0 pretty quickly, but the players didn't stop. And, uh, and I said to them after a game, that, that, that's the line in the stand, that shows who we are. And, um, you know, we didn't win, but I've, I felt that that's when we were on the right track of getting results, you know, in the future and, and, and being able to compete. And uh, so that, that was one of the moments that I've, I, you know, I'm always angry when we lose, but I was proud of the group. And obviously not long after that, there was a, a win over the ladder leaders in Melbourne City. So clearly that line in the sand has, has pushed you on to, um, to, to bigger and better things. And that brings us towards the final series. Obviously a massive game coming up this weekend against Wellington, a team against whom historically the Western have, have had a little bit of difficulty, obviously, 
we remember, but we won't go into detail <laughs> about the most recent result against him in Ballarat. Is there anything that you take out of that game, you know, lessons from the 4-1 result that you can bring into the fixture this Saturday? What was the, the biggest learning from, from that particular game? <laughs> know that you could dominate Wellington and we we started the game really well. well. I think the first 20 minutes they hadn't even got into our half. Um, but we always have to be switched on against them and make sure that we're always ready because uh, you know they might have one long ball and then they're away. And uh, so the players, uh, and it would be silly not to bring up certain things about that game because you know the, the next game we had a great reaction. I think we, that was the next game was against Perth and we beat them uh, 6-0. And, uh, and so I know the players will be ready. I know the players will be switched on. I know it's finals, and, and this is where your even uh, your bigger players will step up even more, and we've got quite a few of them. So um, we're excited about it. We're excited that it's Wellington because we we know that we can um, perform a lot better than what we did that time in Ballarat. Uh, we believe we will get the result that we want, and um, you know we're back at Amy Park, and we've we've been really strong at Amy Park all season. So we're we're looking forward to this one. Is is Wellington in a way almost? the ideal opponent to start things off with in the sense that it's a team against you have maybe struggled in the past and not gotten the results you wanted so at home against them you know home faithful behind you as well it's it's almost it feels like it's almost the perfect opponent to get that statement mm. win and, and say like this is exactly what we're capable of and we can build from here yeah. all the way it, look it's difficult to say which team you know if someone said to me which team would you want in the finals and it would be like we don't really care because we believe we can beat anyone um, and we've proven that we can and so uh, look Wellington uh, will we'll throw up their you know their difficulties that uh, we will face against them but um, you know wh whoever we're going to play against we, we, we believe we're going to be ready uh, and that we'll be able to get the result and then from there who knows what can happen. I know you know, we, it would be Melbourne victory if we do get a uh, win against Wellington but we don't want to think about that just yet because we've got the uh, Wellington game to worry about. And you've obviously been as a manager involved in a couple of finals campaigns in the A-League men's semi-final, elimination final. What do you take from those previous experiences both for yourself as a coach and lessons to give to the rest of the, the playing group for, for what's to come? Yeah, I've uh, involved a few times as a player and then also as a coach. And the ones as a, I'm pretty sure as a player, each time we played at home, we, we got the result we wanted. Um, and each time as a coach, when I coached at home, we got the result we wanted. So I'm hoping that's, uh, that's an omen because we're playing all our games at home if we get through this first one. So, um, you know, it, it, finals are different. Yeah. F finals are different. You don't need to win in the first minute because um, so many things can happen. There's a lot of twists and turns. That's why it's finals because, you know, ultimately they can only be, you know, it's knockout the first game. Um, you know, I've been involved as a coach uh, in those knockout first games, once against victory, we were 1-0 down with, I think it was about 30 seconds to go, and we scored the equaliser, then from the kickoff we got another goal, and we won 2-1. Um, and then against Wanderers, uh, on penalties, uh, we, we got that win. Um, and then one of the years that we played against the Wanderers um, at, in Parramatta, and we were 3-0 up, and we ended up losing 5-4 in extra time. That's, that's finals. 
you know, <laughs> so you just don't know uh, what's going to happen. You just have to try and keep everyone as calm as possible, focus on the process and, and, uh, and our structures and, uh, and, you know, normally they're tight games and uh, so we have to make sure that we're ready from the first to the last minute. It's, it's energising just hearing you talk about it. The finals fever, you can, you can understand how it catches so easily and as you said, the fans will be able to, to get to all the finals that you attend because the strength of the Victorian clubs this season, that's almost a silver lining, is all those games uh, will potentially be available to you in Melbourne. The other interesting thing, though, about a final series is that, you know, be it one leg or, or two, there can't be a draw, which means there may come a time where there's a penalty shootout for your players and I'm sorry, you're going to have to throw another coin in the jar <laughs> if someone brought up the, the penalty. Yeah. But is that something that you're going to work into the training pitch? Is it something you're going to give advice to your players about when the time comes? Yeah, with um, whenever we like do five-a-sides and it's a draw, I get them to do penalties after because um, you know, it's good just through the season, you know, that we want a winner at the end and and uh, and also just to practice penalties. So we, we've got an idea of who our stronger penalty takers are. Um, and then again, it's just to remain calm during that situation because uh, because it can be very uh, there's a pressurised moment. But if the players remain calm and think about you know the the process of taking a penalty or how they've taken it in training, so you know we'll be there'll be times this week that we'll probably you know players will be taking penalties and um, and then they're ready for the moment. Um, I've only experienced it once as a coach, so. Uh, you know, thankfully we got out on top that day. But you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to the individuals and and how calm they remain during that that period. And a final one for you, John. Obviously, we're all hoping that that Western can take it all the way to the final game and, and maybe even further than that. But the sole focus at the moment is on this elimination final this weekend, 7:45 p.m. against Wellington Phoenix. I'm going to leave you with the final word. What's your message to the Western fans ahead of? this massive, massive game for the club. Yeah, to get out there and enjoy it. Um, it's it's a massive game for everyone involved. Uh, it's the first time Western United are having a home final because obviously the uh, last time they were in the finals was uh, in, a, in a hub. So it's an experience like no other. Finals football uh, is the best and we all love it. That's why we, we've still got finals football. That's why it means so much because everyone remembers who won the grand final. Um, so, you know, the, the season has been a great one. We've enjoyed it. Um, you know, we've been top two, three the whole season, uh, but it's all about the finals and we can't wait for it. So um, come out and support and make sure that uh, you know, you help us over the line because it, it does, it makes a big difference to our supporters. They can help us over the line. It's another chance for yourself and, and the Western squad to write themselves into the history books of, of this club and I'm sure we'll all be watching very, very keenly on Saturday. John, thank you so much for joining us on The Green Room. Pleasure to chat with you. Thanks for having me on.